Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It's episode number 95, an episode that uh, promises to be available on free agency in NHL like 2002 through 2004, like a good player to bolster your like third line maybe out of the uh, waiver wire in the be, old NHL be more specific there. Than this. Uh, Justin mm-hmm. Morris set with you once again and with me as always is Stefan Hack, John Cullen and with us for this very special episode is a gentleman who's made multiple appearances on the show before. I want to say this is uh, appearance four, number four, possibly five. Yeah, yeah I think four. Uh, I think it's four, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hockey player Jackson Playfair of the Dollhousie Tigers. Mm-hmm. Jackson, welcome to the show in studio. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to finally make it in here. <laughs> um, Marius Tchaikovsky? Uh, that is a great <laughs> guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but give, give us a hint. We here. have a couple of options here. One of them uh, played for the Pittsburgh Penguins from 1998 to 2004. So he would have been a free agency oh. pickup probably in like NHL 2006. Oh, um, uh, Morozov? Uh, Alexei Morozov, oh. yes. Wow. I never, I never get these. And yes. the other one uh, played for the Montreal Canadiens in 2002, and he was also uh, typically a skilled winger that you could add off of the free agents. He only played one year in the uh, NHL. I'm sure he played for more, but <laughs> that was the only year that, that he wore. <laughs> that was the only year he oh. he wore 95, and that would be in Montreal. Ooh. He also played for Toronto for several seasons from 1996 until 2001. Richard Zednick. No. No, no, no. No, he didn't play for Toronto, did he? But he no. might have wore 95. Yeah, he wore uh, it. Played for t- uh, Sergei Barazin? That is oh. the gentleman right there. John gets wow. both of I'm them. On fire wow. is incredible. I'm on fire. I fucking wow. hated that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he like known as he a was really lazy player? The laziest. He was he was uh he was a 94 in Toronto is what he wore and then I guess 95 in Montreal. Uh yes, he was like your he he is uh, like when when old white media dudes uh refer to Russians as lazy and enigmatic. Yeah. They're talking about Sergey Barry. It was him <laughs> and he Al- actually was. Him and Alexander Karpatsev. Uh Do you remember yeah. when the Chicago <laughs> Karpatsev actually wasn't horrible. We had him for a little bit. But have you heard that clip of the Chicago play-by-play guy, like the day Karpatsev got traded? No. We should play this. It's so funny. (laughs) It's it's literally like the color guy just being like, this is the late. He's just the laziest piece of shit. This is a great day in Blackhawks history. Oh, really? Because they got rid of him? Yeah. Which player? I'm fairly certain it was was Alexander Karpatsev. But it was spelled uh, K-A-R-P-O-V-T. I believe it was Karpatsev. Uh, Because it looked like Karpovitsev. Yeah, yeah, there's a V in there. Yeah, Karpovitsev. (laughs) I always remember that. Uh, but yeah, Berezin, uh well, because the Leafs had quite a few. They had Dmitry Yushkevich, yes, who was Pat Foley. So just search Pat Foley. Alexander he wasn't Karpatsev. horrible. It's the top result for yeah. Alexander Karpatsev <laughs> yeah. also. So here we go. Pat it's like Foley. a bonus clip of the week. This is a very happy day, John. It's a very happy day for this Blackhawk fan because I'm never again going to have to see Alexander Karpatsev in a Blackhawk 
uniform. You know, Karpatsev actually is a is a very good defenseman. I got to qualify my comments by saying he's a good defenseman when he plays. And there's the rub because Alexander Karpatsev looks for any reason not to play. And in his time in Chicago, he is the worst excuse for a teammate I've ever seen in over two decades doing this job. Couple of examples, 10 minutes before a warm-up a few weeks ago. My shoulder hurts. And a young fellow, young defenseman who wasn't anticipating playing, had to scurry getting into his uniform and dress for the game. He was coming back from an ankle injury earlier this season, almost ready to rejoin the lab, has a collision in practice. I have a concussion. Well, Dr. Karpatsev always had an excuse, always found a way to milk the system. He came to Chicago first in exchange for Brian McCabe, who has gone on to become an all-star in Toronto. But even before that, Brian McCabe was a guy who cared and who tried. The Toronto players, when that trade was made, said, we can't believe we got Brian McCabe for Dean Martin. Well, let me tell you, Alexander Karpatsev doesn't sing. And when you're trying to bring along a young team, this is not the kind of veteran that you want around young people in any way, shape, or form. That deal was one of the worst deals in the history of the Chicago Blackhawks. And when Mike Smith writes his memoirs about his time in Chicago, I have the title for that chapter, Disaster. So kudos to Bob Fulford and Dale Talent for being able to get anything more than a roll of tape for this overpaid underachiever. Alexander Karpatsev is now the New York Islanders' problem. That will be his last National Hockey League stop. And uh, he basically, in my opinion, was a disgrace to the uniform when he was a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. As he leaves Chicago, I just have one sentiment for Alexander Karpatsev. Good riddance. We are through two periods in New Jersey. <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't heard How that have before. How have I never oh heard that before? That's like an all-time. That is the, yeah. one of the greatest things I've ever yeah. heard. Oh, my God. There's so much believe, to yeah. unpack there. <laughs> my favorite is that they have the, like, canned studio music just playing in the background. <laughs> well, that was probably back when... the arena music. Yeah. It was back when it wasn't televised, right? So I think they could, like, get away with that oh, shit, okay. probably, right? Yeah. Like, it was that maybe just on the radio or... Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me qualify. Very good player. I, <laughs> I can't believe... That that wasn't the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you have to follow that period. up with something. <laughs> well, we're through two periods here in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Karpatsev was traded the that the day, previous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my when god. He, no. When he calls him Doctor Karpatsev. I have a concussion. <laughs> I feel as though we may have to play that at a live show because it is great that's like clip. an all time. Yeah, I, I like, don't know how I never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot how good it was. I thought it was only like twenty seconds long, being like good riddance, but he goes on for like fucking six minutes. Oh yeah, like Jesus Christ! Well, it definitely seemed like one of those where he had like multiple ti- chances where times where you're like, oh, it's over now. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just like kept going. He started getting mad when he called yeah. the doctor too. He's like, doctor, yeah. you, don't, you don't know if you're hurt. Well, he, he's like. <laughs> like yeah, he's talking what? about like he's he's like he's he's a bad teammate, you know. He's like, here's a bunch of specific examples. <laughs> yeah. like, you want an example? Here it is. A week ago, ten minutes before the warm up, <laughs> my shoulder hurts. Oh yeah, the Kapatsev voice. Yeah. yeah, and you know that like before the game, Pat Foley is having dinner with his notebook out, just going like he's making a oh, bullet yeah. point list of every time Karpatsev has <laughs> well, ever pissed him off. And clearly like the, his teammate the teammates feel the same way. Oh yeah. Must, because yeah. there's no way he would 
Oh, they pr- he well, probably he he went to his teammates yeah. and was like, hey, give me some more examples. <laughs> yeah. I need to flesh out my list here. <laughs> I would just love to see this guy in the media room putting this list together yeah. before, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What else did he do? Oh, he was a real, <laughs> real dildo. <laughs> I think like this is the thing that and 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 uh, you know I feel like Jackson you know you've been around hockey you know you've probably been privy to some of these things but like it would be great just to have access to knowing some of the stories about like I'm sure every player in the NHL there's some kind of insane story about them like this where you're just like I uh, like maybe not this angry like <laughs> but just you know where a teammate got mad or so, like it just seems like every team probably goes through that stuff and you just have guys on your team and you're like yeah these guys just yeah I, I feel like it's heightened by him being Russian though yeah absolutely. oh especially I'm at sure this time is, especially yeah. at this time where yeah. you could say like oh yeah this guy's a lazy piece of shit Russian and people are like yeah Russians aren't kind of pieces of shit. yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're still like the villain in yeah. every movie you go to see yeah, yeah. it's kind of coming back in style yeah. <laughs> that is color true. guy the whole time sitting there just listening yeah. to go off on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. no opportunity to stop Just eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I, I was yeah. waiting for it because usually when we hear a clip like that, the very final thing is like the other broadcaster <laughs> being like, uh, well, we yeah. have to carry on here. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, go to break. Yeah. Well, uh, that yeah. may have been because they were so cheap back then. He may have been the only it guy. Because it was a radio thing too. It might have just been him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Chicago. They were been so yeah. cheap. Notoriously cheap. They didn't televise their games or anything. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was just him. Which, uh, because that's a hell of a job. Yeah. yeah. I've had to do that yeah. on multiple occasions. It's not a lot. I'm of sure fun. a Blackhawks fan no. will tell us. We have a few that. Yeah. Listen, but yeah. Uh, I that, forgot how legendary that is. Yeah. Or it, it would even be great to, sometimes you get the, like the, the color guy or the play by play guy. If there's two of them, whatever that they'll just kind of be like trying to steer them away. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. Bill. Okay. <laughs> but you know, yeah. that's, that's intermission. So like usually they get, they have like a rant period. Like right. sometimes yeah. they'll have yeah. like that time where they're, they're Foley's like, follies. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was just. I want. We gotta cut some clips out of that. that we Maybe play. we can get Pat Foley to come to the live show. Yeah, or Al- well, Alexander Kaprazov, we could probably get. To oh, come that'd be awesome. He'll cancel like ten minutes. He probably doesn't yeah, even exactly. get out of bed for like less than fifty grand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, was that his last team? Actually, we should look that up. Yeah, was was Pat Foley right? I think it might have been. Yeah, finish up with a bull. I definitely remember him playing for the Leafs, and I didn't. I don't think he was. I wouldn't say he was terrible. I never thought that he was like a really like horrible player. Alexander Karpot said. He played till 2007. He played for the Florida Panthers also. Yeah, so he played for the Islanders, then he went back to Russia for the lockout year, and then he played six games for the Panthers yeah. in 05 06. And then that was that. Wrapped what was up his, his best career season? in 2006 2007 with Sibir Novosibirsk. This is probably his best <laughs> season with the 1998 99 Leafs. Yeah. He played 56 games, 27 points, plus 38. Leafs, the Leafs are good then. Yeah. yeah. Not that plus minus means anything, but. He used to come to the rink in like the Frank Gorshin Riddler costume <laughs> from the old <laughs> Batman show. He had 18 points as a rookie defense uh, on the cup winning team, too. Yep. How, how uh-huh. are his playoff numbers? Let's see if he if he performed in the playoffs. Uh, 17 four. games, four assists, yeah. 12 pims. Oh, yeah. look at it, how he looks. Oh, yeah. It looks he like looks like. He looks like he's done murder. You know what he yeah. looks like? He looks like. Um, uh, cousin Roman from GTA 4. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does. Like, show. <laughs> he just wanted to go bowling. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is out of a Russian catalog. The Russian people. Pat Foley. It's the a Russian catalog. Russian, Russian people. <laughs> 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 Let's go bowling. Mold. 
The Russian catalog uh, for uh, Russian people. <laughs> <laughs> I got to not get more Russian. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, you've seen him in catalog for <laughs> Russian people. He's a mail order yeah. hockey player. Yeah. Mail order mail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, man. Do we have any donors to thank? Uh, okay. We can get to that in just a second. Oh, okay. it, uh, it is the NHL finals ah. and the Ooh. NBA finals. Uh, oh, yeah. So there, there are tickets uh, up for grabs here if you want to go see the best games of the year, what it's all about. And if you wanted to see Karpatsev play with the Blackhawks, you would have had to buy a ticket because... Because you would not have been able to see it uh, on television. Exactly. At home, anyways. <laughs> yeah. uh, and if you were to do that... Sorry for fucking up your... No, that's okay. <laughs> the best place to do that with the NHL and NBA playoffs in full swing is SeatGeek because it's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There is nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. We all have the SeatGeek app on on our phone and it's the easiest way to shop for tickets. I was just looking at tickets to go see Ryan Adams when he mm. plays the Commodore Very later nice. this month and they were only $35 <laughs> with our promo code. That's 15 bucks for a ticket. Not bad at all. Uh, Jackson, have you ever used SeatGeek before? I have actually. Awesome. Have no complaints. Yeah, it's got yeah. a great, really great, company. great user interface. Unbelievable. You, you just love uh, how, how seamless and simple it all is. That's where I go to for all my ticket needs. Perfect. It is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever, so that makes sense. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, they grade every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concerts, comedy, and theater tickets available as well. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REALGOOD today. That's promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And we had a, a listener. That, you're, that's, you're, you're a pro. We had a listener, Dave Grapes, in fact. Use it Dave to, Grapes, that's he, right. He bought uh, tickets to, to go the see Caps. the Whitecaps yeah. this weekend, and it cost him like $6. Six bucks. Yeah, absolutely. So. For that was for deal. two tickets as well. <laughs> you know about tickets. you know about Rasputin and like how they tried to kill him. You've heard of <clears throat> how it was like impossible to kill Rasputin. Uh, no. Tell me about. I'm gonna try and find the story here. All that they did. This is to Grade him, Twelve history. Stabbed him, poisoned him. Oh yeah, you bad take. Yeah. Threw him yeah. in the river. They poisoned him. They oh, rolled dude. him up in like a carpet and threw. They shot him three times in the head. I think that's what. Ev- that's eventually what did it. They like stabbed him, rolled him up in a carpet, like threw him in the river. They poisoned him with enough poison to kill like ten people. Same. And, and also his dick was this big. Like you no, know. they they have it in a jar. They have his dick they in a jar. A, I took a Russian history class in uh, in first year university. Like his flaccid dick so was that big? So you've seen his dick. Because it would it be now. flaccid, right, in this scenario? Because like, yeah. he's dead, so you Rasputin assume so, and penis. detached from his body. Yeah. Unless they, like, stuffed it like a dead animal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but would that even work? Yeah. This you is cut <laughs> someone's <laughs> dick off and stuffed it with tissue? I don't this think it would flaccid. get to boner length. This is flaccid. Is it floating that blue liquid? Why did you... Oh my god! You put the picture so close to my face, it's like an elephant. Yeah. And That's why is she looking at that angle? Like, is it <laughs> yeah, any no, different like, from the other angle? Ooh. You know what it looks like is uh, is like a gooey duck. Oh yeah, uh, it, it does like, like a, a gooey, gooey duck. duck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably it probably is a gooey duck. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. yeah. We have Rasputin's yeah. dick. <laughs> it's uh, this looks like a gooey duck. Uh, no, is Rasputin's penis. <laughs> That's gotta be the ultimate okay, brag in the better. afterlife, though. <laughs> the oh. pose is even better in that one. She's winking at it. So inquisitive. 
Yeah, so it's yeah. Oh, I guess geez. that's it. It does. So it literally looks like an elephant. Yeah, but you, okay. So you're talking about the afterlife. Would you be yeah. dickless in heaven if your dick got chopped off in life? Oh no, because if your head got chopped off, you wouldn't be headless. You regrow it, right? You think so? It's heaven, I don't know right? the headless horseman. His, yeah. his head was cut off. Yeah, but he wasn't in heaven. I guess that's You guys have true. all heard that Eric Clapton song? <laughs> Dickless in heaven. Would you have Would a dick? Have a dick? <laughs> if it got chopped off in life. <laughs> Okay, well, wow. we do have some donors to thank. Should yeah. we play the donor song? Speaking and then of we people who chop their dicks off every <laughs> month. <and laughs> <laughs> real good reason. That was quite the segue. <laughs> Speaking of people who chop their dicks off you know, every it's a, month. It's about the same. Like, ideologically, it's the same. To give us money versus chopping your own dick off, I'd put it on the same level. <laughs> That is easily the worst segue in the history of the show. Well, speaking of people who chop their dicks <laughs> off and send it to us every month. Thank you for donating to the show. <laughs> to the show. You work hard for your money. That we know. That, that we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All, all your names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck, Fuck your, your parents. parents. Two donors this week? We have two donors to thank. One donor, a very special donor thank you to Rohit Bhatti, who has edited his pledge from $20 to $100. Just for one month only. For one month. Well, we don't but know But it's that. to get the That's bonus true. episode. It's I mean, if we do a good job with the bonus episode. Maybe. Yeah. So Rohit has requested that uh, the June bonus episode be a review of a very bad Hindi movie called Trolls 2. Now, for you film fans out there, this is different from Troll 2. Yes, it the is. The Italian-made horror film. Yes. And it's different from the upcoming name. 2020 DreamWorks sequel. Trolls 2, two. Yes. featuring Justin Timberlake. And probably some uh, other pop singers. I think Carly sure. Rae was in it, or maybe some <laughs> other... See Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, so thank you, Rohit. And so hopefully he's at the live Rohit. show this time, too. That would be good. And uh, so, yeah, so we're going to review that. What I'm thinking, actually, is because it did say it was a horror movie, so maybe it is a Hindi remake of Trolls, Troll that 2. That sounds I hope so. Yeah. We can be. only hope. And but then, uh, I've had people, multiple people have told us that uh, they think that our, our movie episode of Russell Madness is the best thing that we've ever done. So Multiple, multiple people have said Ooh. that? Yeah. Who do you hang At out with? At least two. That's the worst. <laughs> two is multiple. That would be multiple. Yeah. It's easily the worst. Was one vision. of them you? Uh, yeah. Former intern Aaron Mackay. Absolutely loves okay. that. Thinks and and who is who's the second person? The second person I don't remember. Someone on Twitter. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, and we also need to... It was, a good, it was a good episode. It was good. I also feel bad uh, for this next donor because he donated much less than Rohit and so I will not care that much about him. Mike Emmelkamp donated $5. Well, you know, the, the guy from Breaking Bad. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Is that the, is that a oh, Breaking Bad? It's Mike Ermin Trout. Oh, okay. It's fairly close. I feel well, as though he must have gotten that at least once. It's a lot of different letters, but No, it's it's er, it's Emmelkamp. Like it's, it's Emmelkamp. Yeah, it's Ermin Trout Emmelkamp. That's he's close enough. He's my favorite enough. character. Oh, he's easily. The I'm best glad character. he's donating to us now. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it for all the donors. What a weird start to this episode. It's been great. I, yeah. yeah, I, oh, yeah. I think I'm it's one of the. Hot. It's rollicking. Hot start. Yes. Rollicking start. <laughs> Anytime we get Rasputin in there, you know it's a good time. Yeah. I just I'm thinking back to like two episodes ago where I tried to read a new metal thing while playing POD in the background and I could not do it. So. 
kudos to you. I'm for, a pro's pro. I don't. I, I'm, I mean, we've I been changing up. Like, I don't like to compliment we, you. You know that. We'll kind of like I try do. and fuck with Justin and yeah. stuff. But I think I feel now like the the song is like helping him get I, in his yeah. own. Sorry, I was gonna say that sounded on beat. Like it was almost preset. Yeah. <laughs> It was. Uh, yeah, well, so I just try and pick a song based on what we've been talking about, yeah. and how else do you lead into a Russian catalog for Russian people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might even be the episode title. Yeah. <laughs> the Russian catalog. Uh, I do have a follow-up from last week, uh, because we were talking about uh, access to, to medical assistance if you are the son or daughter of a nurse or doctor. Right. And I said, is it like having a nexus pass? And you said, no. <laughs> And then, speaking of Aaron Mackay, he texted in because one of his parents also works in medicine, and he <laughs> said, absolutely, yes, it is. So I don't know if it's a secret that you're not supposed to let out there, Stefan, but uh, I did have it confirmed by someone else. I'm just not going to... I can't say it on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like there's like a secret menu at, at KFC. You know? <laughs> KFC? Is there a secret menu is, at KFC? Yeah. What's on it? Yeah, you have to take your shirt off. Oh. <laughs> and then if you order, they, they'll add, like, they'll put like fries in with the chicken and stuff. Mm. And, yeah, give it a try. <laughs> High cholesterol. Just go to KFC. So you just do a normal my, order, but you're, you're just shirtless. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. so, sounds made up. Well, I don't know. Prove me wrong. And I, right. I well, also, uh, speaking of medicine, I have a question <laughs> for your mother <laughs> that I'm going to ask on the show okay. directly to her because I just spent an entire weekend with my mother on Hornby Island, right? A lot of mom stuff time. up there, and I was talking to her because she's like. You, know, I, you should drink more water because <laughs> okay. it's good for you. And I'm like, I do drink a lot of water. I have a big glass stein mug. John, you've We've made fun of it on, on the, the show, show before <laughs> because it looks like I died. It's like a memorial of me working at a place, and yeah. it looks like a two-year-old died. And it they does. made this glass. Yeah, because it says... Cause 2012 Justin's to 2014. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it so, says Justin Morris. Yeah, it says no, <laughs> Hollywood Heartthrob because oh he it was God. his junior team gave it to him after he left there. Or, or was it the, the radio, radio station? station yeah. And yeah, uh, so it's a st- and it, yeah, it just says Hollywood Heartthrob <laughs> Justin Morris at 2012 to 2014. I'm like, oh, were you just a Keep baby? Keep up the passion for... For hockey and music, I think it says. Okay, on it. yeah, cool. It's well, like engraved in metal, but it looks like I died and I was yeah. two years old. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. this. I need yeah. to see a picture. Uh, regardless, I like bring her to the live show. I used to like get up in the morning and fill that thing with water and then chug the entire. We have thing legitimately in, like, talked about this on the show because I and then I told my mom and I shouldn't have said this part <laughs> that I was doing <laughs> that as like training for, <laughs> for beer chugging because I had like a competition going with my friends for who can chug a stein. The fastest. Wait, are you joking? Or no, no, you this were like, is true. You were fucking with your mom. This is recently. I told. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, like, two days. We're ago. talking about this this afternoon. Like um, that seems like if you're trying to prove to your mom that you're healthy. Yeah, you would like leave I sh- that. I out. should not mention the beer part. Yeah, but I did tell her that's why I was doing it. Uh, <laughs> and I also mentioned that I can drink like 850 milliliters in about seven seconds because um, I've been training. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. really good at this. Did and you, she did you said, you, like open your throat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she yeah. said it's medically dangerous that I shouldn't do that because I might die with water. Or I beer? might I might drown from drinking water too fast. That's I, true. You can die that way. Well, you can drown. Oh, you can yeah. die from drinking too much water. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you can die from... Because there was that woman... I don't know if you guys yeah. remember. This was like 2006 yeah. or something when the Wii came out. On a radio TV yeah, yeah. show, she died. Oh, yeah, that's in like right. San Diego yeah. or something. That there was a competition right. to see who could drink the most water uh, without peeing, I guess, or something. Yeah, maybe? and her bladder exploded. No, uh, maybe no. I, I think you <laughs> were allowed to pee. It was like the pee. episode of The Simpsons where Grandpa's <laughs> kidneys exploded. I think yeah. you, were, you were allowed to pee <laughs> because she literally just drank too much water and like 
poisoned herself yeah. for having too much water. Water poison. There's an actual yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm and she didn't even get the weed. Water like, into- Water it, intoxication. Like, yeah. Is a potentially potentially fatal disturbance in brain functions that results when the normal balance of electrolytes in the body is pushed outside safe limits by overhydration. So just search water poisoning. We. That's what I'm. It'll be. Yeah. Okay. Drink death too much water. We. Woman dies after being in water drinking contest. A (laughs) twenty-eight-year-old. That's such an embarrassing way to die. A 28-year-old woman found dead hours after taking part in a radio station's water drinking contest died of water intoxication, the coroner's office said Saturday. Assistant Sacramento blah, blah, blah found evidence consistent with a water intoxication death, also known as hyponatremia. Water intoxication occurs when the body, body's sodium level falls below normal. Overdrinking dilutes the sodium in the bloodstream, causing the brain to swell and push against the skull. Jennifer Strange's mother found her daughter's body at her home Friday after Strange called her supervisor at her job to say she was heading home in terrible pain. She said her head was hurting real bad. She was crying, and that was the last anyone had ever heard from her. Earlier Friday, Strange took part in a radio contest in which participants competed to see how much water they could drink without going to the bathroom. Initially, contests were handed eight-ounce bottles of water to drink every 15 minutes. They were small, little half-pint bottles, so we thought it was going to be easy, said fellow contestant James Abara of Woodland. They told us if you don't feel like you can do this don't put your health at risk abara said he quit after drinking five bottles my bladder couldn't handle it anymore after he quit the remaining contestants including strange were given even bigger bottles to drink (laughs) the winner of the hold your wii for a wii contest was promised a nintendo wii video game system john geary uh the manager station's owner said station personnel were stunned when they heard of strange's death we are awaiting information that will help explain how this tragic anyone would have heard of water (laughs) intoxication i would assume though that like if you i remember reading that people were like phoning in being like don't do this contest like like doctors and oh, scientists really? being like this is gonna kill someone <laughs> yeah, yeah you would i got a big glass would... of water on the table in front of me right now that i'm looking at how do you like sacrifice yourself though for the grand prize of a arguably one of the worst gaming consoles <laughs> the past 20 years oh. that was like when oh, it when it was like its yeah. hype was like yeah. at its height and too, it was though. impossible to get in the <laughs> yeah. store yeah i only got one oh, because yeah, i worked yeah, yeah. at the store and she didn't even get it though that'd be a really sad gravestone yeah, Here lies Jennifer weed. Strange. Yeah. She held her weed. Yeah. She played one game of bowling. Yeah. <laughs> Bowled a 67. Having never played the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even say that she won. Yeah. No, I, I don't think, think she did. did. No. Oh, she was a mother of three, too. Her children. Yeah. She was she was drinking for the kids. Uh, that's extra sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't think that it would be possible to die drinking too much water in ten seconds or whatever. Lest it like went down the wrong yeah, hole and then it would be like drowning basically yeah. it would go in my lungs yeah. but I'm a smart drinker so that wouldn't <laughs> happen to me uh, but my mom said you should talk to a Never doctor know. about that and I thought even better I'll bring it up on the podcast and <laughs> Stefan's mom will text Stefan who as will soon then as she tell hears me it, yeah. yes yeah so yeah no we'll we'll figure this out she also like told me a story about someone who died by oh my God. drinking a, f- a five hour energy drink yeah. too oh quickly God, yeah. Yeah. that's possible uh-huh. that is possible like, why would you sure. ever drink one of those anyway yeah. like, I just am yeah. not like I would never put that in my body there was the yeah. guy who died recently I yeah. think because he drank that and like a monster and a bunch of coffee and he just had a fucking yeah. his heart just anything that up. is only available on the counter of a gas station <laughs> you probably shouldn't <laughs> that's like this because I remember yeah. even like yeah. Jolt Cola oh yeah. used God. to be 
at risk of killing people yeah. if you had like poison. three in a Remember day. Remember NOS basically. as well? Like yeah. with the, yeah. So this is, a, this is a great article. So uh, the jury uh, said that uh, they ended up finding the radio station guilty of killing her or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it said the defense argued that Strange well, should the- have accepted some responsibility in knowing that drinking so much water was dangerous. <laughs> Uh, Billy Strange's what was attorney. What the name of the radio station? KDND. KDND. Uh, found guilty of manslaughter? <laughs> uh, no, it was like, no, it was a wrongful death lawsuit. They got Over s- 16 and a half million for oh, the, okay. the husband of wow. her. Well, that's what they hoped. I don't know if that's gone. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it just says. Their uh, broadcasting antenna is still well, in prison. <laughs> read, read that part. Yeah, there, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So They're Strange. director's serving time. <laughs> Strange drank nearly two gallons of water in over three hours on January 12th, 2007. During the contest, she could be heard complaining about pain to the DJs at 107.9 The End. Oh, it hurts, Strange said, while one male male disc jockey remarked that she looked pregnant, and another, a woman, said, that is so funny. And they have a picture. (laughs) Look at her stomach. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then... uh, yeah, it says warnings were called in. Yeah. Listeners, including Eva Brooks, had even called into the show to warn about the potential consequences of the game. <laughs> Those people that are drinking all that water can get sick and possibly die from water intoxication, Brooks said, to which disc jockeys replied they were aware of that and that contestants had signed a release, so we're not responsible. <laughs> we're aware that our contestants may die. Strange <laughs> left after taking second place, winning a pair of concert tickets. She then called in sick at work and died in her bathroom just hours after the contest. Oh, my God. Dreyer charged that even after getting phone calls, one from a nurse, the DJs did not pass along information about the dangers of drinking too much water to the contestants. Midway through the contest, <laughs> oh he said God. the amount of water given to the participants was doubled. So yeah, what they said on the air. A coroner ruled that her death was due to water intoxication. The DJs themselves had raised that possibility during the show. Can you get water poisoning and like die? Asked the female (laughs) DJ. Not with water, a male DJ replied. Your body is ninety-eight percent water. Why can't you take in as much water as you want? Well, that's got to be true. I heard (laughs) on the radio. But here's the the kicker right here. You're you're doing really good at at really killing the momentum right (laughs) before the best line is. You're trying to get in uh, like a joke that doesn't work um so not with water your body's 98 percent water why can't you take it as much water as you want maybe we should have researched this before the female dj <laughs> oh. added 10 employees were fired following the incident that's like the uh, whole station yeah, yeah exactly where was this in los angeles sacramento, sacramento. sacramento. the oh biggest thing God. that most that got most of us was all the phone calls that came in she said like a nurse called <laughs> that's what a juror said yeah jesus christ <laughs> like a nurse that's Pre- why the, the radio stations just do like the uh, how long can you kiss a car for now? You know, like that's like the normal contest where it's like hold your hand on this car yeah. as yeah. long as you can. That to used win the to car. be the thing, yeah. Well, no, they yeah. do that now. Oh, now, now. it's no more like oh, drinking gotcha. and yeah. eating. We and used to have the one at uh, we had one at UBC that they would run every year because uh, there was a travel agency on campus and they would hold a contest every year. You'd win two plane tickets to anywhere in the world, and they would lock kids in a cage. And uh, they had to stay <laughs> locked in a cage 
for a week and the last person remaining would win and it was called storm the cage because ubc has a big event every year called storm, storm the wall yeah and so it was called storm the cage so they, they would build a 12 foot wall in the middle of campus that's where storm the wall ends so it's kind of like you do like a deconstructed triathlon basically and then all five of your team members have to get over this wall and uh, so they would have the cage at the foot of the wall and they would just be in there. So, of course, like it's university, like yeah. people would fucking pee on them. Oh and like it because was just, obviously, yeah, obviously someone's in a cage, well, yeah. in a cage. Yeah. You're if like, your buddy's you're in the one cage, you got to piss on the person <laughs> in the other cage. Yeah, exactly. And then so they ran it kind of like Survivor sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where they would like, you know, you could win challenges to get like some food and some time out of the cage and stuff like that. <laughs> they're not feeding them regularly or like no so they were i think it was like they got a 15 like a minute break every three hours okay. and then in that time they could go eat go to the bathroom to leave the whatever. cage to leave okay. the cage because the cage is right by the student union building so presumably See, that they seems leave. like not as hardcore as i but that also just seems like an easy way to just avoid responsibility for as long as you can stay in a cage. Because <laughs> like yeah. oh, i'd love to come but i'm probably going to be in a cage for like <laughs> 18 to 20 hours a day <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't pay my taxes. Yeah. I was in a cage, man. The IRS, no. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Actually, like yeah. if you or if you had someone like uh, was just really like stalking you, you know, or whatever, like really yeah. being aggressive, texting you, so you're like, ah, oh, sorry, man. Was this like during the school year though? Yeah. So what? Storm the wall is like the last week of school. Okay, so school's <laughs> over at this point. Nope. Or, so what? What do they do in terms of school? They just miss class. They miss yeah. class. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. no exams though. Mm, no, it'd be like just before exams. Right, period. okay. Like yeah, the yeah. week before exams. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the, the Fox used to do a contest where it was like, how long can you make out with a stranger for, oh, basically? Wow. Sounds like my type yeah, of deal. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get like, like three guys and three girls together, and they just have to make out, and whoever's making out last like wins tickets to something or whatever. Dope. I think it was like a Valentine's Day contest. Dope, dope, dope. One of my uh-huh. friends participated in that one. <laughs> so How did he do? I, I, don't, I think he won. I'm not exactly sure. I there have remember. definitely been kissing contests where it's like, yeah, as long as you can kiss, and it's like a daze. Days. Yeah. Like obviously Jesus. at that point you wouldn't be you'd just be touching lips, I yeah. assume. You You're would hate like that person so much by the end of that. <laughs> yeah. You're kissing a stranger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You've never met before. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. in this case, in some of the ones where it goes for like days, it's not a stranger. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, your wife or whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully well, yeah. you'd have good breath then. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you do, had I'm, bad breath, I'm trying to do, well, that's that, a great segue. It is, actually. but it kind of spoils. Yeah, the that's okay. Realize, Speaking yeah. of oh. liquid going into people's mouths, what? Uh, <laughs> let's go to our clip of the week. Segue. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. I guess that works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking earlier yeah, when we were talking little, about water. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, my segue game has been a little weak. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. we can all agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the leaders. What was said between you and the leader of the other team, Sidney Crosby, as the game was ending? He told me my breath smelled, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I used some Listerine before the game, so I don't know what he's talking about. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's P.K. Subban in conversation with Pierre Maguire of NBC Sports. And uh, this is the first good interview Pierre Maguire's ever given. <laughs> Between the benches? Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, it's, it's PK carrying yeah. it, obviously. But. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, there, there was I've, video of them like going back and yeah, forth pretty after good. The end of the game. Yeah. 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 I've never, uh, I've played hockey a lot. 
Never seen anyone use mouthwash before the game. Not really a common practice. Yeah, I don't know about that. Not really guys thinking like, oh boy, I got to really freshen my breath before yeah. I go play this sport for three hours. Well, that's like pretty close to, uh, I think it was last year when uh, Cheeseburger Phil finished there. and uh, <laughs> Yes. And Pierre asked him, <laughs> asked him nothing. That anything, he asked him how his, how, his, like, how his breath was doing, his cardio. Yes. And he just immediately was like, yeah, it stinks. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> the best he's like, you got to go with that because then you can only go out from, yeah, it stinks. <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, my breath is horrible. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a bit of a callback to that moment and also just uh, PK being PK. And then yeah. Roman Josie backed him up also and said that, yes, he actually does. Like, we watch him do it. Yeah. He Listerines before yeah, the game? That's oh. what, I don't know if that's they're just a backing weird up his joke. Right, right. Because it seems like a joke yeah yeah, it, yeah yeah that makes sense that they would be backing up the joke you feel and but crosby was mad about this right i don't know right. if he was or, mad or irritated that he was being asked about it i guess or yeah crosby got asked about it today. he didn't go along yeah. with the joke yeah no 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 no, no. no. crosby's response this afternoon was he made that up i didn't say that he's a guy that likes the attention if he wants to make stuff up what can i do i'll tell you what you can do crosby PK knew he was going to be asked about that, so he made something up that would be funny, and you also could have done that, you <laughs> fucking robot. <laughs> I love Sid, man. I love him. I think like his commitment to being the most perfect Just person in the media bland. is admirable. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It is, it is like kind it, of impressive. It's, it's almost well, like yeah. his blandness is a personality. You know, yeah. like It's gone so far over the edge where you're like, this guy, it's good. There's something yeah. going on here. Well, he's, that's the other thing is that you got to look at it as, I mean... For a guy of his of his level who gets asked by four year porters every practice and game, I mean he's getting dumb questions nonstop. nonstop. And like, I mean, either you got to be, and I think PK is kind of bringing a little bit of life to the game with adding a response that's actually worth talking about. Yeah. But again, I mean, man, you got to sit there sometimes. And how do you think you guys played? Getting zero shots in the third period? Oh, we played awesome. <laughs> zero shots, great game. Like, what do you? I mean, I get it. I know they need the the quotes, but like, you got to sit there after the forty of the same questions and be like, man, it's it's it is what it was yesterday. Like, <laughs> yeah, but. I do love though when they get like a repeat question from earlier in the scrum, and yeah. like it, it's a rare player who will just be like. Weren't you fucking here earlier? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, when a couple of weeks ago, when they asked Bobby Ryan about the expansion draft, and he just immediately looked at him and was just like, <laughs> "You kidding me? No way! Like, they're not going to take my contract." Yeah, so aware of the bad contracts. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Do you think they want that contract? Not happening. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I think like uh, I, I, you can always tell when it's a repeat question because an NHLer will start it with, "Yeah, I mean." That's yeah. always the uh, that's always the repeat because they'll be like, yeah, I mean, like, because they're referencing, like, that's their way of referencing yeah. something they talked about three minutes ago. So, how did you think you guys played tonight? Well, you know, it's pretty good. You know, I had a good game out there. You know, and the guys played really good. Blah blah blah. And then, like, three minutes later, so how did you guys play? Yeah, I mean, you know, we played pretty good. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, you know, good well, effort from well, the guys. Subban told that Listerine story at least three different times yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, you just get asked the same stuff again and again and again. Um, it's got to be hard not to. But I, and I guess if you're that. Crosby, like, you kind of have to, like, keep in mind, like, well, I could make up a joke to yeah. be, like, playful back, but then, like, would Gatorade like my joke? <laughs> <laughs> would Reebok be okay with my joke? <laughs> well, I think part of it, too, is, like, 
I think that's see people are kind of people uh, are dragging are, are dragging Sid for saying he's like, boring. No, no, I he's know boring. that. But I'm saying I was gonna say something else. Uh, <laughs> people are dragging Sid because he said like, oh, PK likes the attention, like that's why he's doing that. It, but I think that is part of it. Is like Sid knows that if he makes some kind of joke back, he's never gonna hear yeah, the end of yeah. it forever and ever. And PK is a guy that's more okay with that than Sydney is. Yeah. So he's like, I don't wanna have to like you know make some kind of joke yeah, and ma- just... maybe he just doesn't trust himself to be funny enough to have it's possible yeah, yeah. Good enough joke because if you come back with a joke that sucks it doesn't just bombs yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 reporters now think you're an idiot <laughs> but he also had 24 hours to come up with something right you know? yeah. or get like someone funny on the team to come up with it for him yeah, yeah. or just like reach out to a comedy writer and yeah be like hey write something for <laughs> yeah, me exactly. well, actually, most athletes do of the <laughs> breath joke i don't know if you've seen the clip like when sid is probably in his first or second year and uh, they come up for practice and Ryan Whitney's like he tells everyone to tell Ryan Whitney his breath smells like shit so like he's skating on the ice and everyone's kind of like giving it to him and then he realizes that Sid and he kind of goes up to him but like yeah I mean he I, I mean I guess he is kind of funny but just refuses to show it in any level yeah 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 but. which is like I think that is the frustration is that it's like emblematic of hockey's refusal to try and like show personality yeah. basically well i mean look at how it's dogged suban i mean suban's one of the only guys who consistently time and again shows his personality and he consistently time and again gets dragged for it in the yeah. media all the time well now they have reported like guys coming out saying they are supporting the way he's going the way he's acting in the in the uh media and it's like this guy's been the same way since he came in. you know what i mean there's yeah. nothing yeah. but i feel like you almost like if you have the platform as a media member to be able to say that you think it's good yeah. because there are so many old school guys in the media who are former players themselves who are saying it's bad, you almost have to be like, actually, this is good yeah. because that's how fans feel. And yeah, like exactly. it needs to be reflected in the overall media, I think, so that the people who take all of their opinions from what they read in the paper can see the other side of it and be like oh yeah maybe i'll say that instead next time i'm deciding to share an opinion right about yeah something I well it's like that really whole thing about. with connor mcdavid and pk where i feel like that's like the only time that connor's been funny and it was super funny at yeah. the all-star game when pk was saying that he thought that their new rink was so sweet because they could just drive in he's like oh yeah your parking lot's like right in the you know you just drive into the arena you walk right into the dressing room and mcdavid immediately was like yeah but then no one would see your suits you'd hate it <laughs> <laughs> and then suban's like good point actually yeah. <laughs> really good point and you're like oh yeah like I, and that's the thing i mean i i mean and jackson you can probably speak more to this you've been in in much uh, higher levels of hockey than me but i mean that the dressing room is just like non-stop like cracking jokes most oh, of the yeah. time so even guys who appear to be the most boring people in the universe with the boys i mean i think pretty much everybody is funny or if you're not mm. funny you at least know how to be funny yeah. or what it is it's you know? just yeah. wild and i feel like we've talked about this on the show before that we are now 12 years into Sidney Crosby's career and we don't really know anything yeah, about him still. It's crazy. It's crazy. Other than he's just a nice boy. Do you yeah. Jackson, do you hear about it like you you play in Halifax? Uh is there yeah. any and any connection Crosby there at all or you know what? I uh, I was I, we were actually just talking about Crosby the other day with my uh my brother and kind of around the same topic and I said, "You know what? It's funny cuz um being from Nova Scotia and being out there, you'd expect that that it's like a, a heyday when he's on the streets, but 
part of the Canadian friendly people. Like it, it, I feel like he is respected and he gets his space because he it's it's known that he's not a guy you run up to and, and scream in his face, but he'll talk to you if you t- you know. I mean, he's he's shown he's respectable, so it's cool. I mean, the East Coast is definitely the home of Sidney Crosby, and they don't they don't forget it, and they should. I mean, it's cool, but he. Uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, he's respected out there, and I think people see him work and they understand it. And and he's around. He uh, the rink we uh, the rink we play out of the university. He trains there sometimes and skates. And like one of my second days in Halifax, I was lost in the rink, and I came up these set of stairs, and I was kind of walking around trying to find my coach or whatever. And I turned around the corner, and Crosby was doing like walking lunges across the like across the hallway. And there's this like one room private gym with just like a little bit of stuff. And I like fanboyed, but at the same time, I was like, you can't say, like, you can't say anything to him. So I was just like, he's working out, and I, I didn't want to like interrupt it. So I had to like swallow my the fact that that was Sidney Crosby and just walk by and be like, what's up? What's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. But no, it's it's uh, it's cool. That, that's the one thing that's nice about definitely the East Coast and, and hockey is they they understand that aspect of it. And they understand that. Um, I mean, they love him for that. The fact right. that again, he's been in the league for twelve years and. And there's been nothing to come up to talk about him other than, I mean, his, his concussion issues or this and that. And that's right. kind of. And there are probably people that come, like strangers, who are like, oh, so how's your concussion? Bro? Yeah. Like, I'm sure he loves talking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, too, with a guy like that and, and, and being on the East Coast, it probably gets to a point, too, where not only are people not bugging him, but he's just around. So why yeah. bother? Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. a small place. It's probably at the point where everyone has either seen him or know someone who's seen him or yeah. know someone who's friends with him or like, so pardon me. I think at that point it just gets to a point where you're just like, Oh yeah, he's just a guy. Like he's just a guy. Really. Yeah. It's yeah. more, it'd more be like tourists or something like that who yeah. would see him and be like, Oh Crosby, yeah. like whatever. You but. said tourists, not tourists. I heard tourists. I said tourists. Like Kyle Turris. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Kyle Turris also. Yeah, like uh, Kyle yeah. Turris. Yeah. Like Kyle Turris. <laughs> runs up fan to pointing yeah. <laughs> over Kyle Turris. I, ha- I did. Oh actually, God, do you have any tips for me? <laughs> Kyle Turris is one of the only NHLers that I've met in life, and he was a nice uh, guy. He was just chilling in Whistler with his mom, and it was so funny because uh, and this is like we Jackson and I talked a little bit about this. We hung out at, like a couple weeks ago. I feel like the NHL is totally changing now. We're like the new culture of the nhl is just like everyone's just like a sweet like mama's boy, yeah. like, where it's like where like tourists so tourists is in whistler shopping with his mom and he's carrying all her shopping bags <laughs> and then so i'm like uh, and i was with my buddy who's a senators fan and uh and i was like oh shit that's kyle tourist and he's like oh yeah and then i was like uh i think that he's it looks like he's with his mom and then him and his mom were talking his mom's like okay kyle like i'm just gonna go into the store and he's like okay i'm just gonna like sit on this bench and so, <laughs> so he, literally, he literally like boyfriend benched it for his mom so he's like he's carrying his mom's shopping bags he like sits down on this bench and then we went up and we're like hey kyle how's it going and he's like hey guys what's going on what are you guys doing today and we're like oh yeah just you know we're hanging out in whistler we're gonna golf later and we talked a little about bit about golfing and that was yeah. it but yeah just a really good guy but just it was really funny to see that and and i think uh you know i obviously talk a lot about austin and his he had his mom uh, his mom's birthday yeah. post today <laughs> on instagram stories just just a sweet just all these sweet boys with yeah. mitch marner lives with his mom and yeah. it's just all the sweet nhl boys loving their moms does, does austin know of, he knows of John, right? Yeah, we've talked about this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah we've, we've had conversations before. I had to, I had to reassure him that it was not <laughs> yeah, a that I was weird not obsession. <laughs> it was more or less an obsession it's of healthy. skill. Yeah, uh, an mean, appreciation. Yeah. I mean, I think but. there's a lot of Toronto fans who have that oh, same absolutely. affliction. Yeah. Like, realistically, yeah. okay, I actually look at it like maybe I helped Austin because... <laughs> 
because maybe I was one of the first guys where you're like, this is like you're gonna because it was pretty early yeah. when I was like, you know, to, like tweeting and Instagram story or Instagramming like pictures of Austin and stuff and you were sending them to him. Maybe it was a good thing because I remember actually we talked in the summer. This was yeah. even before he got to the Leafs where I had said something about uh, about his his dad bod and you told him about it. That was probably like a good thing where he was like, oh shit, yeah, like when I go to Toronto, there are going to be 31-year-old men who are going to talk about my body. Yeah. yeah. Like it was probably like, a good thing for him to like get mentally yeah. prepared for. And that was the thing is like I think I think going into it, he obviously was aware of what it would be like and then uh, we always would give him a hard time or whatever but the funniest was when he... Uh, he went and broke the glass in practice there before the season had even started. Right, yes. And there was like a four-page cover in the next hockey news, and it's like, Austin Matthews, 150-mile-an-hour slap shot. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, dude, I broke a pane of glass after practice taking one-timers, and I was like, dude, you're in Toronto. Like, what yeah. do you... I oh, don't, I mean, And yeah, I think that was a good like segue into the fact that he was like, wow, this is real. Like, this is where... And, I mean, obviously, forty goals later, it was it wasn't too hard on him, but I think yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, because we 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 had that like we had uh, you know Michael Rasmussen on the show, and uh, well, the episodes <laughs> in the old vault, the lost episode, but the yeah. lost episode. But he, you know, even he, like we were remarking after the show, like you know, he just turned eighteen, and like a remarkable professional already at yeah. that age. And, and you and I were talking about that. We're like first round draft picks are just like 30. Oh, they're, yeah. they're just basically 30 years old. So I feel like a guy like Austin, where he knows he's probably going to go first overall. He's, and then obviously going to Toronto. Like, I feel like those guys, they just grow up fast to the point where they're not even their own age. Like it kind of sucks that well, they, they don't get to have those there's years. Like, there's so much work that goes in to getting you to that point and like yeah. years and years of sacrifice of not just sacrifice from yourself, but basically everyone in your family also. Yeah. yeah. That like yeah. there's an enormous amount of pressure riding on you that forces you to be that way probably. Yeah. And I, I think assume. I would say there's almost and not even with Austin specifically, but um, with people or, or uh, talented athletes that are that age, is it's it's a uh, it's the normality of it that makes it that turns them into that. And of course, with hockey, it's um, like you said, the the leaders are the are the Sidney Crosby's and the guys who who do things right. So when you're coming up and you see that, it is it is the kind of the stones to follow and the the place to go with it. But um, I think there is a normality that comes to those guys when they kind of realize that I'm this good at this age and. I mean, personally, not being that good at any age, I, I've, I've never had the moment in the mirror where I'm like, wow, you were an amazing athlete. But for those guys, I mean, I don't know if that moment comes or if it's just like, like you said, it's a job and it's, um, it's hockey every day. Like when, when you're not playing hockey, you're, you're thinking about hockey, you're going to do something around hockey and, um, the guys that are successful at it, they can fully, fully, um, dive into that and love that. And I think that's, that's something that he's lucky enough to do and, and do it every day is, is just lucky enough to be able to do that. But, um, yeah, it's, it, there's a normal aspect of it that probably makes it a lot easier. Yeah. For but sure. Yeah. Like it's a job and it's just yeah. what you do and it comes with the territory. Well, I think, I think I've told this story on the show before where I talked about how I knew someone that went on a date with Sidney Crosby and said like he was perfect gentleman, super nice guy, but like he literally cannot talk about anything that's not hockey. Yeah. Like he just doesn't know. Yeah. Like it's like the point of like, like he doesn't even know who the prime minister is. Like, yeah. it's a, like it, not that far, but, but close, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like he just, he is, 
is literally just a hockey being. Like yeah. he's he essentially a hockey a robot. Yeah, he lives it's in a bubble. Crazy. So she's like, yeah, it was like a really great time, but like he just he has no concept of the world. Like it's yeah. just he's played hockey his whole life, and if you love hockey and you can talk hockey it's with like him, he's in some great. sort of cage yeah. at a university. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. well, that's the thing is like a lot of people don't really look at it in this in this light, I suppose, but. Um, they play 82 games. So there's 82 days out of 365 and then you go playoffs and then you go world championships and then you go Olympics practice. and then you go practice and then you go whatever event is coming up with the world cup or the, this or the, that. And all of a sudden, I mean, there was one point we were training last summer and, and Austin's like, yeah, I played like 150 hockey games last year, like games of like waking up, preparing, going pregame skate, coming home, napping, waking up. So uh, yeah, like that's the thing is that when you, when you're playing, half years of only for the whole day hockey like your life really doesn't have time to open up and look at other things which i mean obviously if you're at that level is no problem but i mean i mean like ping pong and foosball is not that conversational (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) do you think that like for austin it's maybe he has the one blessing of like being from phoenix for sure and so he can kind of like i feel and we talked a little bit about this i but you know that he can just go to phoenix and just be a guy people don't really bug him there and it's it feels probably to him that's like a different world like yeah. obviously he trains and stuff when he's there i doubt he gets like recognized that much down ne- there. no that's I what mean, i'm saying he doesn't yeah like, that's no. what jackson told me that yeah he, he, and it's and again it's it's uh i guess I guess the easiest way to, to 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 explain it would be that it is kind of a, a community of hockey in that area, and and it's growing. It is it is growing to something that is becoming uh, something to be proud of in the desert. But in the same sense, it's a community, and everyone knows everybody. And um, the young kids have seen Austin, have seen him come up and played with them, or skated with them, or we were at the rink with them, or I mean, when there's only like three or four rinks, you're going to run into guys <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in Arizona. And I think uh, we I was lucky to be, I mean, me and my brother and we had some great friends who kind of from the age of like 15 to to right out of juniors kind of trained and skated together all the time. But it's a good group and a good community down there. So for him specifically, when he comes back, it is nice. You can kind of kind of slink his way back into line and just just be a part of be a part of that. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely I would say it's definitely easier for any any hockey player to be down in the desert and in that sense of it i mean um yeah you don't get recognized that's for sure i mean there's there's the baseball and the that 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 helps with that but it's just it is a little bit of uh stepping out of the spotlight for those guys yeah yeah that makes sense and even yeah. for crosby like going home to nova scotia like you said if like nobody wants to bother him yeah then he probably yeah it's just like existing in like a little hockey bubble exactly all the time yeah. also totally right. well yeah he uh and he has his hockey camp out there too that he does uh he has like a open hockey camp for kids and yeah, yeah he, i think his dad does yeah that sort of stuff too. and it's so big that like they have like, a lottery for it and yeah. there's, it's insane but i think again that's another thing where for the most part the most people kind of look at that and go okay like he does his part to get out and not be a recluse not be a guy who just lives at his house and then goes to, you know i mean i think the he, howard hughes yeah of hockey. <laughs> hiding yeah. up in the hills Sidney and, crosby's pissing in yeah. jars <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um it's funny though because like when you were talking about the way people treat hockey players on the east coast and john told that kaltura story like that's how we treat like movie stars and people who come to film stuff in vancouver like oh whatever like 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother that person yeah. who's here to film X-Men or whatever. But if we see a hockey player, like, you hear about that all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God, you'll never believe I saw Chris Higgins at the store today. It was crazy. Um, he was just <laughs> buying milk like a regular person. Yeah. Yeah. No I saw way. Tanner Glass at, like, Red Robin once. <laughs> and it was just like, well, I was in Red Robin. He was walking outside Red Robin. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I told that story for, like, years. I was like, hey, remember when I saw Tanner Glass? Tanner Glass. Yeah. When so I was eating Canucks fourth line. Like, yeah. a mushroom burger at Red nice. Robin. <laughs> yeah, I saw Brian Burke in the Calgary airport, and I don't know why, but I was so excited. I texted my dad, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just saw Brian Burke, and he was like, okay. like, Yeah, he, he, he goes to Calgary quite often. I was like, well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, oh but we were talking about chirping, and, yeah, and Jackson. Crosby you're, uh, and PK going back and forth a little bit. You were... Uh, Known as a bit of a chirp, <laughs> a bit of a chirper in your time in the uh, in the WHL. In fact, when I interviewed you for Schnarped, we had kind of a fun little circle uh, because I would ask people about what the craziest thing they heard or said on the ice was, and you said that the funniest thing you thought that you said was that uh, you said to a small player on the other team that. Willy Wonka called and he wanted his Oompa Loompa <laughs> back. And then it turned out that it was Ty Ronning because uh, I interviewed Ty Ronning a few episodes later. And he's like, yeah, one guy called me an Oompa Loompa once. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was Jackson Playfair, actually. I just no, exactly who that was. Um, but, uh, yeah, so do you have uh, do you have some good, uh, some some fun chirp stories yeah. for the fans? You, you've told me a few and... Uh, you have a few really great, uh, really great times because I guess that's got to be tough when you're, you know, you're you were kind of a third, fourth line yeah. glue guy on those teams, but also a guy that's obviously funny and has a big personality. So good I'm enough sure to be on those teams, but not good enough that we can still release this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> good enough that people will still Google who your guest is today. But um, yeah, no, exactly. And I mean that that was that was. Uh, a part of the game that I, I mean, I do and still do, still do enjoy that. Um, yeah, when you're not the best player on the ice, you kind of got to make up for it in some <laughs> way. And occasionally that was the way to go. And um, no, the tie Ronnie story is hilarious because, like, obviously for the people who follow the WHL, he's he's a pretty good player for a guy that's not the the biggest guy on the ice. And um, yeah, I mean. When you get chirped about how bad your hands and feet and this and that are, I mean, you, you kind of open up the gate to, to whatever you comes to your mind. You're allowed <laughs> to fire it out because you've heard of pretty much everything. But Yeah, because I guess um, that's hard because you, I mean, you're not necessarily in a position to criticize other guys' skill yeah. per se, right? Like yeah. you, So you kind of have to go. So you're making jokes and then everything that you get back is like genuinely hurtful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, was, that was the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. And that was like... <laughs> I was like the, the pressure cooker of it. Would I was, I was, yeah, because your line yeah. would have to be good enough yeah. to overcome. Or the worst the, like, was when I'd come up with like a good, hard, like good general joke. Like not even as much a chirp as more like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> you use this and that. All right, that's good. I get it. And then a lot of times we'd come back and be like, yeah, well, you have like two shifts. And I'd be like, well... <laughs> Yeah, but like that's not <laughs> that's not where I was going with it. But I mean, if that's a, but, all the uh, time that you spent on the ice, yeah. I spent coming up with my <laughs> joke, which is better than yours. That was telling you how shitty your last name was. And, uh, <laughs> took me two periods, but I got it. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, actually, the funny story. But I don't even know if it was Ty, but just Vancouver in general, because um, they had a pretty tough team when when I was there. So it was. Uh, um, we caught into it pretty good with them. We only played them like twice a year, I think. So we uh, had some good matches. But one time we were uh, we were playing in Vancouver, and 
at the old like where the Canucks used to play their old Pacific ring. Coliseum, yeah Pacific yeah. Coliseum the benches are like right beside each other and yeah. normally I mean most times when they're on the same side there'll be like a five or six foot gap Pierre I mean, Maguire sized gap in yeah, yeah yeah Pierre got bumped in this game so there was no <laughs> room there's just like glass other team and uh I was into it with somebody going back and forth and um it was pretty heated and we were kind of chirping back and forth I think we were winning at the time or something but anyways we're going and we're going there's a face off like in our end behind, like to this to our goalies like left or whatever and we're chirping and I'm looking I'm looking the other way like not looking down to the ice and uh puck drops and the play is going on all of a sudden about 10 seconds into the plays here why do we have four guys on the ice and I look over and I look on the ice and my lines on the ice and I just look and make eye contact with my coach and he's like before he could even open up and start just like giving it to me I was on the ice and like in the D zone where I needed to be with like 20 voices from the other bench being like you idiot I was like I know I know but that was a pretty quiet game after that I was just like yeah we'll just get out of this one yeah do you get uh, do you get be- did you get benched for that or how does that work normally yeah I th- well I mean you getting yourself, benched, with, yeah, yeah. After that, he kind of he's like, "Do you want to play?" And I was like, "Yeah." I mean, <laughs> I was busy, clearly, but uh, no. I mean, normally, normally, I, I was lucky to have a coach who was pretty into that kind of stuff in juniors. So I would, at times, it, it get a kick out of the coaching staff and stuff. And that was that would always be like the the, the sh- like cherry on top is when you'd either get like a coach to laugh or like a fan that was like could kind of hear what was going on to laugh. But um, yeah, you're, you're like the Sidney Crosby of mind games. For trying you. to be, trying <laughs> to be, yeah, um, yeah. But I remember one time I, I made a coach laugh, and I was like, "That was pretty good." When we were playing, we were playing in uh, in Portland, and uh, the fans were a little unruly, and we didn't, we weren't doing too great. And uh, somebody was letting me know about it between the between the glass, and I made a gesture that would suggest that they should. Um, eat a little bit more than what they were and they were not happy with that and uh they were livid actually but their coach was dying laughing and i was like that's all right that's well done i may get stabbed in a parking lot but well that was like that that's one of the best nhl clips of all time when the guy's making fun of steve sullivan yeah. for yeah. bleeding and then gets hit with the puck i feel like that's kind of one yeah. of those and speaking of portland you also have uh you had a great story you told me about uh playing against oliver bjorkstrand yeah. of the columbus blue jackets <laughs> name drop nhl yeah. but um <laughs> well you played against him I not mean. a big deal yeah i was on the ice at the same time with him also which is a <laughs> little bit more of a brag but <laughs> <laughs> no we, yeah, uh, i've never been, i've never been on yeah. the ice with them that's for sure <laughs> no we were uh, yeah we were playing in playoffs and uh portland is it was at the time like easily the best team um team he to was beat. the best player yeah i Led think the he, league in scoring that year i think he had yeah. like probably 50 some goals at the time and I had like six, but I mean, <laughs> hey, it's better than zero. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're killing a penalty, and um, he was kind of like the one-timer slots position, and he was uh, he they like loaded him up to shoot, and at the last second, I kind of slid across and got a piece of it, and it went up to the netting, and um, as we skated by, kind of made a comment with more words but more or less saying like how'd you score 50 goals shooting the puck like that like if i can block it there's no way you're scoring kind of thing which didn't really make that much sense because you already had 50 goals so it was kind of like how'd you score yeah. 50 goals he's like well i did so but he's from denmark so he he didn't like that and he uh <laughs> i changed and i think i think he changed and then like came right back out and 
I'm not kidding you. Like, they went to go break the puck out, and he picked up on the back of the net and skated through our entire team, walked to the hash marks, took a slap shot, bar down, no celly, skate right to the front of the bench and just stop in front of me and celebrate, like, in front of me, sitting on the bench. And my coach just turned and looked at me and was like, what'd you say? And I was like, nothing. I mean, I don't I don't know what would have upset him. <laughs> Is there a video of this? There no. has to be video of No, this. but you know what's hilarious about it was that he actually got ripped on, like, uh, on like WHL forms and stuff, you know, they have for like, I mean, I don't know if you guys are huge into it, but when you play oh, in all the time, you yeah. look at the WHL forms, when yeah, you play, is, you look at the, yeah. Yeah. Which is super <laughs> fucked up because <laughs> you, well, because you're a 17 year old kid and you read this 52 year old man being like, nice work ethic out there 28 and you're like i tried my very best that's, <laughs> that was not enough i don't i don't know but um <laughs> no he got ripped for like celebrating in front of our bench and like kind of saying like oh like cocky whatever poor sportsmanship and so i jumped in and i was like yeah what a cocky asshole <laughs> who would know so he uh, yeah yeah <laughs> nice. Well, that's a great. Uh, I have no segue, no, but, but uh, yeah. we should get what into can you the. Segue uh, from that? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Well, our first, uh, our first question of the week is going to be uh, related to this as well. So we might as well get right into it uh, with our top three questions of the week. Hey yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch. We murder in CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. What's good in the mailbag this week, John? All right, so we're going to... Uh, this is probably the 200-point question, but I'm going to make it the 100-point question for the sake of the segue. This comes in from Tala Hustler, a longtime listener of the show on Twitter. I don't know his... Tala uh, Hustler, I think. Well, no, like, I think it's for like Tallahassee. I think it's like Tallahassee. Is it? So I thought it was that he's taller. Nah. No. Oh, fuck. I, I think it's like I'm really just bad with names, I think. In general, it's, yeah, so. you should. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got <laughs> it. Seven. <laughs> yeah, you sit this one out. Uh, so this kind of just goes along with Jackson, what you were talking about. Uh, obviously, you uh, like to chatter, and we know in the dressing room that uh, no one ever gets called by the real name. You probably never heard Jackson ever. Uh, what was your, what was your, because uh, Playfair is not really a, a uh, real, uh, na- you know, you can't really call you Play-E or like yeah. Play-Fee. Like no. Fairzy. Yeah. Fairzy, yeah, yeah actually, Fairzy, yeah, yeah bang is. on, actually. Was in, I uh, spent enough time yeah. on <laughs> I get it out of Z and Y, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, in Spokane, it was Fairzy, and uh, it caught on. I mean, yeah, that was the first time I'd heard it, but... Um, yeah, no, just just Fairzy. So uh, yeah. Tala Hustler asks you, Jackson, to give each of us a hockey nickname. Ooh, um, I don't know. I mean, just going off the last names, which is again, hockey players are very creative. Just taking <laughs> last names, chopping it in half, and adding a couple letters. But um, anyone that had like a, with Morissette, I would be probably Mo would be most likely for. Yeah, um, we call him J Mo. J Mo, there yeah. you go. Yeah, very. Uh, Brendan Morrison was yeah. Mo. B Mo. B Mo. Yeah. 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 Like the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or since they're Canucks fans, it could just be just disappointment. Would be. Yeah. <laughs> like <a> nickname. <laughs> I think no, he was beloved. Pride, pride of Pitt Meadows. <laughs> oh, he's talking about your nickname. Oh, yeah, your nickname. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Justin. Um, disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's my wrestling. Name. Yeah, the worst. The worst <laughs> UFC nickname of all time. Making his way to the ring. Justin. Disappointment. Man. Uh, um no, I don't know. And then John um Cully probably. Cully or Scully. 
Scully, Scully oh, I like that. would be. Uh, Why would I get? Because you, I would skull shots. Or yeah, I don't know. See, that's the thing with that's the thing with nicknames. Killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There we go. Nicknames are from uh, for the most part that I know it just starts out as like something lazy that just develops. Of into, course. <laughs> into whatever. Yeah, I got I got Cully a lot uh, or JC. Yeah. Be the too. skull emoji. Yes, yeah. exactly. Gnarly. I never got Scully. I guess I didn't play at a high enough level where we would add S. It wasn't yeah. that creative. That's pretty advanced. But, and yeah. also Cullen, just Cullen in yeah. general. Yeah. That's yeah. a you know, I get that just from regular people in life. Yeah. But I'll take Scully. I like that. That's, That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll start and using then, that. Yeah. That'll be my Tinder Hacker. profile name. Heck? Yeah. Hecker, yeah. I mean Hecker Hucker, Chucker, and then Chucksy. Chucker, and then you go from there to yeah. wherever, but <laughs> They usually just develop, and that's the thing. Is I like, like that. Yeah, you'd go heck, hacker, yeah. hucker, hucker, chucker, chucksy, yeah, chucky. Well, that's how. Well, we actually had a, a, a guy my when I was nineteen, um, and played in Tri Cities, and uh, his name's Jordan Topping, and he uh, pizza. He, he, no, he no, he actually started off as like he'd always get beat up when the guys would go into like his roommates would beat him up, and he'd like wrestle with guys. And so that he turned into uh, um, the uh, bottom chucker. It started to like chuck as if for Chuck Liddell, okay. like the yeah. Chuck Liddell UFC writer. And he like made up his own nickname and just started calling himself Chuck when he showed up to the rink. <laughs> and they caught. And like everyone that played with him calls him Chuck, like that I know Chucky from his own nickname, which is <laughs> that's like probably the best way to do it. I also played or know another guy uh, and who's from Vancouver actually. And he just started calling himself uh, the dog, and everyone just picked up on it. They were like, <laughs> like that's like like. But it started off as like Roz Dog. His last name was like had Roz in it, and it turned into Roz Dog, and then it just dropped the Roz and it was just straight the dog, the and then dog. like, like I, Raw Dog. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just dog, and like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, hockey players are all very lowly educated. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, that's awesome. I love that. I had one yeah. more question about trash talking before sure. we move yeah. on because I feel like one of the reasons that Alex Burroughs is so beloved in Vancouver as a trash talker is that he really put a lot of work into it. Like he would look guys up and yeah. do a lot of personal research into what they had going on. Yeah. Do you do that as well? Or is I guess uh, there's not as many resources available yeah, to, you I to mean, dig into guys' histories and whatnot. Yeah, at I mean that level. Social media kinda helped a bit and there I mean there'd be stuff that, that could get dug up pretty easily. But yeah, there's gotta be like uh there's gotta be girl stuff for yeah, sure, right? Real, I mean, that would be common. Yeah, and then that's the thing, is there'd be like that stuff's pretty easy pickings, which is which is good when you're in a, when you're in a hole, and I mean you need a you need an ace in the hole. It's always it is always nice to have that. But oh yeah, heard, I your, mean, heard your girl cheated on you. Yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, your girlfriend's ugly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I mean it it didn't get much more much extensive than that. But I mean uh, no, I don't know. I mean I I tried to stay as creative as I could and off the book, but. Um, You're doing this like homework though the night before a game. At times, yeah, at times. There's guys <laughs> that I knew for sure would be like really loud and like love, love to talk a lot. Then for sure, um, or you hear rumors and stuff. And I mean, rumors in junior are always true. So anything that <laughs> anything that you hear as a rumor is absolutely being cited and used in every game against guys. But um, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I try. I mean, I was lucky growing up. Um, around hockey and being around dressing rooms and then being kind of exposed to quick one-liners and stuff like that. And that's kind of the game in the, in the most part. And um, I mean, me and John were kind of talking about it, the relating it to comedy with hecklers and stuff, but it is a, it is a pressure cooker setting because you're in a room with 25 guys or on a bus with 25 guys all the time. And it doesn't matter 
what your thing is, you're going to find a thing and they're going to go after it. And if you, if you don't find a way to be quick and sharp and come back, then you're going to get abused. And that's, <laughs> nobody wants that. So that's, um, that kind of does turn the, uh, coal into diamonds when every once in a while you get on the ice and you get, I mean, hey, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit they were not all gold. They were not, <laughs> not all comedy gold, but occasionally we'd have one that would hit and, I mean, I think that's the good part about chirping is that, like you say, you can either you can try ones yeah. that that might hit and might not, and then if that doesn't work, you can always go back yeah. to like, oh, your girlfriend's fucking ugly, yeah, man. Like, exactly. or whatever, you know, like it's exactly. You always yeah. have something to fall back on. With just, comedy, yeah. if you get beat by a heckler, then it's over. Yeah, you're, you're just you're just you're done. by yourself. Yeah, walking. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is, if you have a bad chirp, there's a good percentage chance that if it's by the bench or on the bench, someone's going to come back over the top with. Something that cleans it up so you don't look like a complete idiot. But yeah, yeah comedy, you're solo. Like you're getting eaten <laughs> yeah. alive. I just love the idea of like a line mate coming back to the bench and being like, "Oh, that was a tough shift. I shouldn't have let that guy skate past me. That was was not good." And Jackson's just sitting on the bench, being like, "Oh God, why did I say that?" Like, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Maybe times like I get screamed at, like blah blah blah, this that turnover, blah blah blah, and I'd be like. Did I really just say that that guy is ugly? That's all I had. Like <laughs> <laughs> he had the best chirp ever. Like I knew my stats from Pee Wee, and I said you're ugly. <laughs> or your beard looks like shit. The guy was like, "Yeah, I'm 17. I'm not supposed to have a beard." <laughs> Speaking of Pee Wee. Speaking of Pee Wee, yes. Uh, this question comes in from longtime listener, uh, 2016 listener. No, 2015 listener of the year, Yerky 21. Uh, as many of you know, uh, Real Good Show has uh, sponsored a baseball team, the Real Good Show Jokers. Uh, they play in the Little Mountain Baseball League. They're in playoffs right now. They won their first playoff game on the weekend, one nothing, thanks to a very strong performance from uh, one of our players on our team who we've talked about before. His name's Ryan. He's a ridiculously good pitcher. Uh, yesterday, uh, so in, in our little league, they play six innings. So that means that the team needs to record 18 outs to get to the end of the game. 16 of our 18 outs were were strikeouts thrown by Ryan, our pitcher. Uh, and so Yerky asks, I am being completely honest here. Could RGS Joker Ryan strike out a major league batter, including National League pitchers, in 100 tries in 200? And so we think, just to paint some context for the listeners, obviously Little League length, uh, like from mound to plate, much shorter. I'm assuming we're going with Little League length. We're not making Ryan pitch the major league length to the plate, okay? And we think, we have not put a radar gun on it, but we think he throws around 70 miles an hour. 70 to 75. 70 to 75, probably. And he can do off speed. And And he can throw, yes, he has a curveball. He's working on it. It's not quite, I mean, he's he's 12. He is 12. (laughs) He's working on it. But uh, he does day. he does have an off speed pitch that he uses uh, uh, that he uses occasionally. Um, so I went to the game on Saturday. I am going to say that I think yes, if it is a pitcher only. I think yeah. every yeah. position player. I think there's no chance no, he yeah. strikes them out. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't you know. You haven't seen him. I, have, I haven't seen him. Yeah, I haven't seen him obviously throw heat. Um, but the in saying that. <laughs> percentage only if you're striking out 16 of 18 12 year olds 
I mean, some of the kids he's thrown at are ten and eleven, also. Oh, really? Yeah, but there's yeah. some big that ten, rules. eleven, twelve year, year <laughs> old. That's so much rules. Rules. Yeah, it's an easy strikeout. Yeah. One of the last game that know. I went to, there was a kid on their team who was a like on our team rather, who was a call up from our like feeder system. We have, we have a farm team. We yeah. do. It's well, because oh because we're the top level, so right. we're eleven, the twelve. <laughs> so the nine, ten, the top level of nine, ten has we like can a call f- them up. Yeah, that's amazing. And one of the kids name it's like APs and yeah. Yeah. The kid's name was Chucky, actually, yeah. oh, wow. and he was like sub four feet. He was probably like three ten. <laughs> yeah, and he got on base. He he was literally responsible for them winning that game because he scored the tying run and then batted in the winner in the end. I'm wow. pretty sure. Wow. Pretty sweet. So, I, yeah, I yeah. think John's right though. If you took like like Bartolo Colon, right? Who's yeah. like, I mean, he had a home run last year, and, and he occasionally gets on base, but it's fucking Bar- Bartolo Colon. Yeah, his batting average is hundred like straight at bats. A child will strike him out. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Because yeah. that's a, there are like because like you've seen him swing. What a lot of people forget is that like most pitchers batted when they were kids. Like yeah. so, it's yeah. not. It's just that they stop batting once they get to yeah. college. You gotta take an and older pitcher, lose, and then they lose their skill yeah. over yeah. the years. So you take an Stroman older pitcher. Stroman had a home run recently. He did. Yeah. yeah, Stroman hit a home run this year. Uh, Madison Bumgarner hit two. Yeah, in the same game in the season opener for the Giants, but. Yeah, so like a pitcher that can actually hit and a younger pitcher that probably it hasn't been that long since they did hit, I don't think he can strike them out. I mean, could he get them out? Of course. Like he could force them to hit ground yeah. balls or whatever. But in terms of like striking them out, yeah. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, like Bartolo Colon. That, sure. would, that would be my choice, I think. Yeah. Bartolo Colon. But th- I don't think you need to make a choice. It's just it, the larger pitcher of could he do it right. to any major yeah. league then yes. player. Yeah, I'd say yes and in a, in a hundred for sure chances. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no way he's 200. Yeah, I, I think so too. Someone's with him. Absolutely. Okay, and this last question comes so in from confidence. Adam. But Adam. before we move on, I feel like we should encourage people to come out and see Ryan throw for themselves. Sure, yes, yes. So we uh, Real Good Weekend is coming up uh, June 16th and 17th. June 16th, we're doing a live podcast recording uh, featuring Chris James and some other guests. Uh, and then June 17th, we're doing an RGS and Friends comedy show, which will be featuring Justin and Stefan as the hosts. I'll be doing a stand-up set along with Chris James, Alex Sparling, Jenny Taves, Hip Bang, uh, so all past all guests of the show. Uh, so that's hence the RGS and friends. Yeah. It should be a good time. Uh, so the 16th is at the uh, Hive Social Space, and then the 17th is at the Shop Theater. And on the 17th, it's also the RGS Jokers Championship Day. So we are encouraging people, even if you can't come to the shows, come out, watch our Little League team play. It's a really good time. The park is beautiful. And is that their next game, or do they have another no, playoff they, game next Yeah, week? they play Wednesday, weeks, Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so plenty you, of games left. Yeah, here. so plenty of games left to check out, even if you can't make it on the 17th but if you can make it on the 17th that would be great tickets are available realgoodweekend.eventbrite.com and of course if you come out to the shows you can also buy a real good show baseball club t-shirt that's right we'll have plenty available uh okay now the 300 point question comes in from adam at big burger and he barely phrases it a question. He just says, one million for a gloved punch from tyson (laughs) in his prime yes or no absolutely 100 percent yes yeah you're saying yes Absolutely. What's your reasoning? Because brain damage can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- you've played hockey your whole yeah. life. You probably have some. Yeah, you know, 100% some, I have you're some. You're a fighter, right? <laughs> and I, yeah, and I've had some like pretty wicked... Uh, 
well, what I thought were pretty wicked concussions, but um, <laughs> I've had some pretty wicked concussions. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like it couldn't be that bad for that long. And even if it was, it's a million dollars. Like, even if you're like your family could get the money. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Plus, you take a punch from Iron Mike. That's pretty legendary. It would look like you'd you'd get a video yeah. of it. Obviously, I'd put yeah. that on my resume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the ultimate brag. Hundred percent. That's top of the resume. Yeah, that would be the last like, thing on your knocked resume. out nineteen year old <laughs> yeah. was knocked out by Mike Tyson. <laughs> and I'm actually going to counter with another question um, <laughs> okay. related to fighting. There's been an, a debate on many bus rides, and I've been called crazy and many other words for this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm excited. From this day right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go to a uh, year and a half back. A year and a half back, if I would have taken six months to train UFC and not had to cut weight, if I fought Ronda Rousey, I could have beat her. That's my argument. <laughs> At my weight, this is the point. I'm 200 pounds. She's 140. There's no way I'm losing that fight after six months of training. I feel oh, like which Ronda Rousey is it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Double the Holly Holmes knockout, like yeah. Prime like she thinks prime she's gonna knock me out, hundred no, percent. She's gonna tap you. Yeah, out. she thinks she's gonna. Well, she thinks you. she's going to, but there's no way. I've been training for six months, and I'm sixty pounds heavier than her. That's You're my taller argument. than her too, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. She's gonna judo throw you. And then she's going to get the armbar in, and you're going to tap. But you're sure. training for six months, presumably, to avoid the armbar. You're training specifically to fight Ronda Rousey. To fight Ronda Rousey, yeah. Like, I'm going Does to... Does part it. of it include the mental training to, to, like, get over hitting a woman? Yeah. Do you, how many women do you oh, have to hit Oh, this sounds so yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm over that already. Like, I have... <laughs> like, not, not, like, the fact that I would ever hit a woman, which I would never do. But... <laughs> in this... But in saying that, if it was Ronda Rousey... so much worse than my basketball <laughs> thing. So much worse. I'm just saying, and this argument I've been, it's, I've been thrown in my face many times, and I'm just saying that I could probably do it in six months. If, and I'm not in that great a shape right now, but... <laughs> a year and a half ago. Yeah, I was in worse shape, but... <laughs> You could give me, you could give me six months from that day. I don't know, man. I don't know. If I, I don't have to cut weight, Rhonda in her prime though was terrifying. Yeah. See, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna side with Rhonda. Sorry, Jackson. Yeah. I know, Jackson. See, I know you're the, the majority, but here's my thing. <laughs> yeah, but like at the end of the day, she's a 140 pound girl. That yeah, that yeah. I think is a killer, no doubt. But six months, I think I could probably get in there and at least go like three rounds. See, like I so know you for me, I just I just wouldn't even be able to fathom fighting a woman. Like yeah. I would never be able to get over that. Yeah, this, for me, this I is totally this is totally hypothetical. I know, I know it's a total hypothetical. Yeah. I'm just clear. Yeah. Like, I think even in a hypothetical scenario, I would feel it would just feel so. I weird think it's to progressive. Me. Okay, that. okay, then then <laughs> the counter. It's very <laughs> inclusive. That, like you're willing to fight anyone. Yeah, and don't you get don't, me wrong. You don't see her as don't, a woman. You see her exactly. as an opponent. But then don't okay, get me okay, wrong. Okay, I think okay, she saying, would. I think she would take it. Like if, like I think that she would. She be wanted. Like, she wanted to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, exactly. So that's my point. That's what that's all I'm trying to say is that like yeah, don't I, wrong, I know you don't killer. mean it. I know you don't mean no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But she. <laughs> but my my other thing is I don't know. Like if uh, I mean maybe I do have a bad point and that I'm wrong. <laughs> a lot of people have told me I'm wrong, but I'm gonna hold on to it because it's never gonna happen and it's a great argument. Okay. Well, yeah. who was the like? Because I don't. Did you you didn't fight a ton in junior? Or did you? Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. I. I mean. I, I okay. think I had like. I probably had like forty fights by the end of it. Okay, in like three years. And so, so, like, who was the toughest guy? Like the guy where you locked up, and then you're like, oh, "I've made a huge mistake." Oh, uh, um, twice that happened actually. Uh, the wor- er, the worst one where I just like 
from the beginning was like this is gonna go so badly it was uh we were playing at home and we li- i lined up with this guy and he was like a notorious like pretty tough guy in the league and uh i was like leaning on him off the face off kind of like leaning uh pushing to get off against them and he kind of gave me a shot and it was like pretty loud because they just scored and as i kind of leaned back i was I, I meant to say i'm just trying to go through as in like go through the to get through the draw but all he heard was you want to go <laughs> And I had like four knuckle sandwiches before. I was like, no, that's not what I said. I don't want to fight. And yeah, I got beat up pretty bad. And that was like, a, I just tried to grab on and hold on. But um, uh, another fight was my first year in our breast cancer game. I fought. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just such a weird way. Well, you know, it was our breast cancer game. The only reason I, I say that is because it was sold out. And I was like, there's no way I'm scoring. And there's no way I'm doing anything other than this. So I might as well fight. And. <laughs> have an experience out of it but um yeah that one was uh, what happened was i like uh the puck got rimmed and as i was kind of going out to meet it at the uh at the blue line the d-man like kind of pinched and i was turned back and he, he cross-checked me like just below the shoulder pads and the ribs where there's no padding and i got super overzealous and just immediately turned around and was like you want to go and then realized he was about six six and i was like this is not going to go great <laughs> But then he like proceeded to skate to center ice before he dropped his gloves. So then we were fighting at center ice. <laughs> and uh, it actually ended up going not too bad. It didn't go too bad because in my head I was like, all right, I just need to come in and throw as hard as I can, as early as I can, and then hold on and hope I don't get my teeth punched in. And I had a pretty good one shot over the top and then kind of just held on and wrestled a bit. But then we did fight again, and uh, I did okay there. So I didn't do too bad, but... Yeah, fighting big guys are always like so hard because I never knew what to do. Right. So I just get beat up a lot in that situation. <laughs> but I think but, was, so. None of this has scared you for potentially fighting Ronda Rousey. I guess is I would my say, point. okay. Well, I feel here, like she's here, a pretty tough. I mean, now she's that, bred to fight. Yeah, that's okay. And then I will, you think the guys that you were scared of fighting could do it? The, I mean, if the, yeah, like you got to think like a six, six seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be so hard for her to throw them or get true. inside on them. I mean, I guess I do see the point of like she's a natural killer, but yeah, because if you said that she could kill a man, yeah, then why isn't she gonna kill you? I just think it's I, the thing that kind of bothered me was like that I want to fight Floyd Mayweather, and I was just like, I don't know, like I just that's where the whole thing came from. I mean, you get the like, point of why she wanted to fight Floyd. You, no, no, I get the point of it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Because that was yeah. right in yeah. the middle of all that. Of his domestic abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She no. was like, oh, you want to beat up a woman? Which, I, which I like, spends, I like yeah. that aspect of it, no He doubt. also spends his entire fights just like hiding from any yeah, sort it's of all about, Yeah, he has yeah. excellent defense. That's well, I would love thing. to see him uh, with the McGregor fight if that actually He's going to destroy Conor. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to destroy Conor Um Yeah, so people don't attack me on this, though. It wasn't that I could... No one's going to attack me. No, yeah, I I think it's good that you mentioned that it was the breast cancer game. Yeah. That shows that you fought for the benefit of women. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I did. I did. That was in the back of my mind. And there's some percent of men that also are affected with breast cancer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, for sure. No, no, you you have built up enough rapport on this show that our our fans will know that you don't mean it in that way. But it's just like, I just know for me, like even in a hypothetical, I would be so... Even if it's Ronda, like yeah. a trained fighter, I couldn't put that 
out of my head. It doesn't yeah. make you a worse person. I just, for me, that would just be the thing that I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be able I to. I think like, I could like, I, like I, if, if I went to like when she was filming the Entourage movie, I yeah. could like sucker her like while she was filming yeah. and just run away. I could <laughs> yeah. probably do that. While she's like preparing to fight Turtle. You just no, like yeah. while she's, yeah, when she, there's this, I recently watched part of it and there's the scene where I guess she's like, she gets into a car accident with him or something and like, yeah, gets yeah. out of the car. So I, I just like jump in while they're filming it. Yeah. <laughs> but so <laughs> you, but so it would be like the, that clip we watched of the boxer who yeah, gets sucker punched. Yeah, it would, it would do turtles nothing. Uncle. Yeah. Yeah. She, she would just be like, who, who just tapped my yeah. shoulder? Yeah. And, she would, and she would just break me. Yeah. So, I mean, the oh, Mike yeah. Tyson punch would actually kill me. Yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah. There's no I, mean, I think, it, yeah, yeah, but you got a big head. So yeah, maybe that, you could absorb bad, it. though. I know I it's a bigger bad, target. That, no, that's, I think that's worse. I just yeah. don't. I mean, he knocked out some big, tough dude. Like In like 10 seconds. Yeah. For a million bucks. I just don't know. I mean, it's the Homer in Simpson question, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You'd be in for such a world of hurt. It's so true. Like, oh, yeah. Like, your whole world is changing after that. Like, if Mike Tyson hits you clean... Yeah, you're, like, you're in the dark room for yeah. years. Like, afterwards. your jaw is getting re- put back into yeah. place for a while. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll am I'm gonna. go ahead and say no. I don't think... A million dollars doesn't mean that much. I think me. if there was, like, a lineup of guys taking punches from him, and I could, like, change my mind. Yeah. Like, I saw, like, three guys get fucking <laughs> obliterated before me. Like, Jackson yeah. and I are in front of you. Yeah, and <laughs> I see you guys just nah, get, nah, like, nah. stretchered out. <laughs> yeah. I'd be yeah. like, uh, I'm good. You know? Well, Jackson actually it's has like, like a roller coaster line. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you're like, Jackson was a hockey fighter, <laughs> yeah. and, well, if it was a roller coaster lineup, Stefan wouldn't be able to ride the ride. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you just stand back there. No way. He wouldn't fit over the, the cutout. Yeah. It's uh, Tyson uh, holding his glove out. Yeah. 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 It's Tyson with like clown makeup on. Yeah. But that's yeah, be this yeah, you see Jackson punched. after he's like, yeah, I've been like, yeah, I think I got a shot at this. Like I fought 40 guys in yeah. the WHL and like whatever. Like, yeah. And then, yeah. And then Jackson just gets destroyed. You're like, ah, you know what? See ya. Yeah. I think I'm good. I think I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, Jackson, no. I do not think you can beat Ronda Rousey, <laughs> but as the resident host of this show who makes wild claims about things that I could do all the time, I do respect the game Absolutely. that you're playing right now. <laughs> have a Dude. lot of respect. Game recognized game. So yeah. I understand. Because there's no better question than a question that cannot be proven Exa- wrong. Exactly. And now having <laughs> said that, I move on to answer this question. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I'm taking the punch for a million dollars because A, I desperately need the money. And B, <laughs> we've made jokes about my football history and how I don't remember having concussions, which probably means that I had them. But I'm going to say, no, I didn't have them ever, I don't think, which is wild because I do distinctly remember multiple helmet-to-helmet contacts over the course of my football career. Yeah, of course, it's football. Yeah. Uh, so having said that, I think that I do have like the Homer Simpson like the protected yeah. brain yeah. thing, yeah. and I am willing to put that to the test by getting punched in the face by Iron Mike for sure, absolutely. So are you? Dollars. I guess are you just like standing there, like sitting on a stool or something? That's I think I so. Yeah, say. I think it's like, just like an, a defenseless punch. Yeah, so yeah. Just like, I, like this. I'm gonna like, like have my Dukes up, but I it's not gonna make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, then a, a good would you, here's a would you rather go around with Mike Tyson or just take the punch. Like, either he's going to walk in, you're sitting on a stool, and you wear one, and he's like, all right, that's it, I'm out of here. Or you got to go a whole round and maybe that's defend three yourself. three minutes or two and a half think minutes? I think three. three. I don't think that's going to be too much of well, a Well, you're difference. not going to make it out yeah. of the round, be- for sure. Because I'm yeah, pretty I guess sure either he's going to knock out on the first punch 
But I guess I think like, could, like well, you, he would break down your defenses. I mean, you'd so have to easily. train for several years to even just defend yourself for a round. The round yeah. would be worse because I think because you'd try yeah. to defend yourself, he'd just punch you in the stomach and then and punch you in the face. That would be so yeah. 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 yeah, the yeah. stomach yeah. punch would be worse. The stomach punch would be worse. Yeah, having never had a concussion, and this would be my first concussion. I think I would take it a lot better than say like Jackson, who's had multiple concussions before. It'd probably be yeah. worse for you. In saying that, though, like what has ha- other than like the one like of Chris Pronger and like the the diseases, like like how much worse of a concussion can I get than what I've already had? <laughs> like Mark Savard level. Yeah, yeah Mark true. Savard, and, like, dark Chris room, Pronger, dark room for like a year. You hear those? Yeah, yeah it's true. Those. I feel like stories. Savard was in the dark room for like three, yeah. three yeah. years or something insane. Yeah, like that. some of those stories are nuts, man. Yeah, there's a uh, a teacher I know that's been going through that as well like it's just a regular life occurrence sometimes Jesus he got smoked geez. with a dodgeball oh my what? god that is such yeah. a teacher would have a concussion i know <laughs> yeah but yeah he by was a just, student by a student was standing there got smoked with a dodgeball uh, and got a horrible concussion imagine being that student yeah and having to go through the rest well of i i had no one that you like killed your teacher <laughs> well i had one where a student hit me in the face and uh, it was really funny, actually, because I so I've been hit twice really, really hard. So one time they were playing survivor dodgeball. So it, like you use the whole gym and I was just standing there and I was talking to another student and the best kid in the class threw the dodgeball. The kid moved out of the way and it hit me in the stomach and the imprint <laughs> of the dodgeball was on my stomach in red, like the lines of the dodgeball yeah, yeah. and the logo on the dodgeball was in was my stomach. Was it one of the pink dodgeballs? Yes, oh, it was one of the pink dodgeballs yeah, yeah. hit me in the stomach. So then another one, this happened recently, and this kid's just, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, not a, I'm not a fan of this kid anyway. <laughs> then he hits me, in the, and I was playing, so I, I was putting myself in danger. I was playing in the game, but he, yeah, he threw it at my face, which is, of course, against the rules. It hits me in the face. I ran. I had two dodgeballs in my hand at the time. I ran after him and I screamed at the top of my lungs. I was like, what are you doing? And I ran at him over. I just crossed over the line, ran at him and he was frozen. Like I, I must have looked so scary that like he didn't even run. Like he just was standing there. And I went up to him. And I'm like, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, what do you think you're doing? And I wound up like I was going to smoke him right in the face and he fell on the ground. And I was like, like, don't ever hit me in the face again. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked away, and it was dope as hell. I'm, g- I'm gonna. It's the add only time in my life I've been tough. And yes, the kid was 14, but hey, <laughs> it's not a big deal. I am gonna add an extra stipulation to the Tyson question, uh, which is if I knock him out, I get a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I will hand give you 200 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Are, can I get odds on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But is this Iron Mike in his prime or Iron Mike today? Iron it's Mike in his prime. prime. Yeah, yeah, okay, no chance. No chance. Like, are you using like a piece of wood or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You can go there with a handgun, you're probably yeah. not walking out. I got out brass knucks in my glove. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, well, let's get, uh, let's get to our one good yeah, thing. Yeah, with that, we will go to everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I like a TMZ headline that came out today. 
I hope. I mean, hopefully he's alive. But <laughs> this is the. That's so, a great way to start it. Uh, I hope he's alive. Lionel Richie's uh, bassist stabs himself repeatedly after ingesting edibles. <laughs> okay. And then uh, the picture they use is him. He's like playing bass. He's really happy. He's not stabbing uh-huh. himself. But oh, that's good. Just like, I mean. Did you read the thing on Snapchat about the kid who apparently um, cut his penis off and stabbed his mom after same thing was it rasputin no, it was not it was his <laughs> younger nephew no but it's for real on snapchat it, it, i was reading it the other day that's where i get all my news Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to snapchat news network yeah. <laughs> earlier today a man cut off his own penis during a fight with his mother uh, i uh i'm gonna recommend an album by a band this is very out of genre for me and this is a metal band Ooh. Uh, yeah, they're called Elder, and they just released an album called Reflections of a Floating World. And uh, yeah, just very like, I mean, it's like metal, but also kind of like post-hardcore, some sort of like prog stuff in there. Uh, like all the songs are like 10 minutes long, but uh, really great stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really getting into it. So that's my, uh, my recommendation this week. All right. I am also going to recommend uh, music, a record here. It's not current it's not exactly new but it is a it's a summer album for me that i find i like return to like every year for the past like three or four around this time of year it is a 2013 record from those good canadian kids in born ruffians the ah. album is called birthmarks Ooh. and it's one of my favorites of this decade i would say interesting uh their follow-up rough i did not enjoy nearly as much though they're a great band yeah, we saw band. them open for tokyo police good Club. live band yeah uh, friends of our well i mean we didn't friends. really see them justin was making friends with graham Wright. no i watched <laughs> i watched their set because i <laughs> like that band a lot I, I in fact took a bunch of beers out of the green room and watched them from <laughs> above the stage uh but yeah that record in particular birthmarks it is absolutely fantastic and i strongly recommend it and for a more current recommendation i'm going to pick a tweet oh for fuck's sake which i've never done before the double one good this tweet was so good that i i have to shout it out uh it comes from uh you could have just picked the tweet you didn't have to go for the 2013 album that no one's gonna listen (laughs) canadian lady brandy jensen who weighed in uh, against J.K. Rowling, who was decrying the electability of Jeremy Corbyn on Twitter yesterday. J.K. Rowling, uh, author of Harry Potter, says, Chris, I want a strong, electable Labour Party, which is why I despair that Corbyn is leader. He is killing their chances. To which Brandy Jensen responds, Hey, check this out. What if the guy you thought was evil is actually the hero who saves everyone? <laughs> which is the greatest possible own you can lay on J.K. Rowling, I think. I, I absolutely love that. So It's a decent That's Harry awesome. Potter joke, which it's is good hard to is. do. Good yeah. Harry Potter yeah. joke, yep. Yeah. Jackson? Oh, um... I didn't bring a recommendation with me. <laughs> you don't. Right. Well, I mean, you don't have to bring it with you. Um, it's not show and tell. You can just well, say a thing that you enjoy. Probably been listened to by a lot of people but uh a podcast i've been listening to recently oh, um yeah. dan carlin hardcore history yes for those of you who have not oh, i got three nodding heads so i feel like it's very popular and very old so most of you listen to me that's a good recommendation yeah um blueprint for armageddon the world war one my mind is just being blown non-stop great great listen nice all, all right, right. Oh, well, that's good yeah i don't no one's recommended that on the show before oh, perfect. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's perfect we, yeah. we love it when people come on and recommend our competitors, so <laughs> thank you so much for that. I'm glad you went on. Don't the go listen to it until after you've listened Absolutely. to all of these. Yeah, you went on the Reebok podcast, podcast and recommended Nike, so <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot for that. Never I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate continues to be no one as we record live in the Real Good Studios here in Olympic Village. Our intern is the fine folks at SeatGeek. Promo code REALGOOD, a very progressive company. Nothing but ladies over there, and we love them oh so dearly. Uh... <laughs> If you want to support the show, you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash realgoodshow, where you could be like Rohit Body and make us uh, pick, well, like, you get to choose what Literally we do anything at all. in the bonus episode yep. for a $100 donation, which is insane, but you could also just <laughs> donate $5 a month and get all of that bonus content also. Uh, we strongly uh, appreciate it when you do that, mm-hmm. and uh, you can also help the show in other ways by telling people about it, by going online to the iTunes store and rating it and reviewing it there, and of course you can find us online at twitter.com slash realgoodshow, realgoodshow.com, Facebook.com. Just search for Real Good Show. Facebook.com slash group slash Real Good Show. Yeah, something like that. No, and that is that. It's exactly <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's literally what it is. Yep. And once again, uh, our live show coming up in two weeks' time here in Vancouver. If you're in Vancouver or if you want to make the drive up the coast or fly in from wherever you happen to be in the world, we would love to see you there. Uh, and you can find the, the information about that at realgoodweekend.eventbrite.com. Until next week. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Jackson Playfair. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Rasputin's penis. That was like a long time ago. I thought you'd say chirps. But then we redid it again. I thought you might say chirps. Oh, it was was briefly. We got to talk about We we talked about Tyson a lot, though, too. Yeah, Yeah, but we also talked about Dick a lot. Yeah, and that was a big one. She's deep, she knew that much before she had just gone to leave and never come back to you. So watch you sleep. No, she never said it's fine. Yeah, you're gonna weep before you go. You got to know she had to go ahead and leave you alone. And in her heart, she's gone and on and on and on and on. A deep, dark, formless ocean sink her to the bottom when she goes. She opens
help, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I used some Listerine before the game, so I don't know what he's talking about.